Previously heard on Good Hope FM. League of the Friends of the Blind. It's, of course, one of our partners. We'll touch base with him. Benita, good morning. Welcome to Good Hope FM. Good morning, Stan. Good morning, Radio Good Hope. And good morning to all the listeners out there. How are you doing this morning, Stan? Very well, thank you. Uh, is your radio on that side? No, not on. Okay, perfect. Tell us a little about LOFOP for people that are listening to us today. They've got no idea what it is that you guys do, Benita Peterson, of course, manages for, for services to LOFOP. Uh, talk to us a little about LOFOP. What is it that you guys do? Okay, so LOFOP, which stands for the League of Friends of the Blind, we're based in Grassy Park, Cape Town, and we've been providing services since 1933 to uh, people who are blind and visually impaired, to children, youth and adults, and then, of course, to to their families and their communities, and we provide a range of support services to ensure that children, youth and adults who are blind and visually impaired are integrated and included into mainstream society. Wow, and of course, uh, we've met a lot of these kids. I mean, we spend a bit of time yes. at LOFOB. What are some of the early signs to look out for around visual impaired kids? Okay, important for the listeners to know, uh, very importantly, standards that visual impairment can happen at, at any age. So to start off with, in terms of when we look at babies, most babies around about at the age of four to five weeks, they, they're so cute, they're busy focusing on faces and, and on objects and so on. Um, if, however, around about this age, a, a parent, a mom or a dad, a granny, if you notice that there's a problem, if the eyes are moving from side to side or you notice a misalignment, almost looking like a squint, ne? Yeah. Um, and then if the eyes are not following or the baby's not making eye contact, then we would advise to, to parents to, 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 to consider that perhaps there is, there is an eye condition or there is a problem with the eyes. What is the first thing you do? Once you've identified. Okay, yeah. I think um, first first point of call and most of the, if not all of the, the children that we've served over the years, Stan, um, parents will be the first person to say, I noticed this, I noticed there was an eye movement. Um, so parents are very good in terms of making that first assessment. And then parents would go off to either to your local, um, your day hospital, your community health center, or to make contact with your, with your, with your GP or your pediatrician. And then they need to make sure that they, that they get you referred to, a, to an eye specialist um, or an ophthalmologist. And from there, the eye specialist will run um, a range of tests, do some examinations to find out exactly what the problem is. Also, Stan, just to say that with... Um, with older children, if it is that, you find that you're looking at your older child and um, the child is uh, holding the book or objects up close to the eye, if there's a squinting, if they're covering their one eye or they're, they're keeping the eye closed, ne, then that's also a sign in older children that, oh. may be, that there may be an eye condition. So please do look out for those, for those indicators, very importantly. All right. You guys are obviously doing amazing, amazing work. How do we get involved with the LOFOB? Where are you? Can we come around? Can we pop in any time? Yes. Um, we are based on the corner of Clip and First Road, right opposite the, um, uh, the Clip Cemetery, a big brown face brick building, and there are many, many ways in which people can, can get involved in, in, in LOFOB. Um, feel free to invite LOFOB to your school, to your company, to your church, a community um, organization. Awareness stand around blindness and awareness around the prevention of blindness, and particularly in, in childhood blindness, is, is key. Um, people can volunteer. We have a range of volunteering programs that people can um, can get involved in obviously also financial support um, 
to the organization and then donations in kind in many, many ways to our organizations. Um, and then I would also say um, most importantly or very importantly is to include persons who are blind and visually impaired um, in your activities in the mainstream society. Uh, blindness and visual impairment could happen to you. It could happen to your child. Uh, it could happen anyone. to your family member. Uh, we we met a youngster a couple of weeks ago. Yes. Um, he was, I mean, sixteen or seventeen, and all of a sudden something happened to him and yes. he went blind. Yes, and 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 that, that's that's the thing is that people don't really consider blindness or visual impairment until it impacts on you, you know. Mm. And as I say, you know, these these conditions. If you, if you just think of somebody who was a mommy who was pregnant, um, in her mind, the furthest thought from her mind is that anything my, my child is going to be, be be born with a visual impairment. So it can happen to you at any time. These days, our organisation. Um, um, support many, many youth, young people who are impacted by, by visual impairment. That is true. Benita, thank you very much for your time. Manager for Services to Children at LOFOP. Thank you for your time. All the best. We'll keep in touch as always. Thank you very much, Stan. Thank you for the, for the opportunity. Thank you. Thank you, ma'am. Hey, yo, check it out. Good Hope FM. Good Hope FM. Now.